Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You suddenly wake up to the loud growling of a tactical vehicle. Must have left your window open. A few streets away, you can hear the troopers doing their morning patrols. This is closing in on week four of the all-day curfew. Cops and state troopers have put checkpoints at every bridge and on all major streets for about every ten blocks. Your friends and the city's local liberal majority are now calling this what it is. Your city is functioning as a full-on police state. National establishment media has been more hesitant to use that term, but your fox-watching conservative family from out of state has been texting you about how good it is that someone is finally establishing law and order and taking back the town after months of senseless looting and destructive riots. You've been mostly stuck in your downtown apartment. You quit your job when the recent bout of protests started up, which now means you don't qualify for the working hours exemption of the curfew. You've got enough money saved up for another month, but you're looking to get a grocery delivery job, which would have the added benefit of allowing you to go outside during the day. Luckily, you've been able to sneak out at night to do rooftopping and surveil the police's checkpoints and patrol routes in your neighborhood. You've noticed that the cops rarely look up. 
You've been feeding your intel into a surveillance database shared on a Telegram channel ran by some various activists. After lying in bed gathering your thoughts for a few minutes, you finally roll out and pick out your clothes. Dark, loose pants, a plain shirt, beanie, and a high-vis jacket. Ordinarily, you'd break into your Red Bull stash for morning caffeine, but you've already got plenty of energy today. It's your boyfriend's birthday, and for the past week you've been planning to surprise him. You think there's finally enough information in the surveillance database to plan a trip across town with little to no law enforcement interaction. Between the in-person reconnaissance and hacking into the city's traffic cams, which was surprisingly easy, you've been able to figure out a route using city buses and on foot that should be able to avoid checkpoints and the regular patrol routes. From what you've seen online, bus drivers won't ask for a work authorization card, and you're hoping the Hivis jacket will make it look like you belong. Lastly, before you leave, you grab your small yellow messenger bag and jam in a water bottle, plus a tin of a half a dozen cupcakes. Deep breaths. <sighs> Slowly twist the handle of your door and stare down your apartment hallway. You're on your way. You keep telling yourself, just act like you belong. After taking the stairs down to ground level, you make your way street side. This part you feel more confident about. You've been able to study the patrol patterns around your immediate area more carefully. The bus stop you're going to is just four blocks away. You can zigzag through two streets and to avoid the main drags. As you walk through the sidewalks, you keep your head down, but your eyes are darting side to side to get a lay of the land. Don't walk too fast or too slow. Match the people around you. Obviously, not many people are out right now, but there are enough to mirror their movement and pace. It feels like it took forever, but you get to the bus stop without incident, or seeing a single cop. Waiting at bus stops always feels like an eternity, but today it's worse. Within a few minutes, the blue metro bus does pull up. The bus driver gestures you on. The electronic ticketing system isn't turned on. You peek up to the driver. The look in her eyes is telling you just to head on back. At least you know she's probably on your side. You picked this bus, not because it's the most direct route to your boyfriend's place. It's not but because it gets you close enough while avoiding the checkpoints you and your internet buddies have mapped out. It's a slower, more jagged route, but at least you get to relax for a while and enjoy the ride. And hey, you can get an in-person look at the rest of the city under the curfew and police occupation. The ride's now closing in on a little over half an hour, about ten more minutes until you get off. Your heart's racing. You might actually do this. In your flash of nervous excitement, you look up ahead on the road, and your face drops. About half a mile up ahead, you spot a checkpoint. Fuck. No, this, this is wrong. This wasn't on the map. The checkpoint on this street was supposed to be further up the road, after you get off. Your mind flashes through different possibilities. Did the cops change the checkpoint this morning? Wait, did the police find the database map on Telegram and are feeding it false info? You stop yourself from thinking because you realize you need to act now and think later. You jump out of your seat and sprint up the bus towards the driver. You blurt out, I need to get off this, right now, please. The driver looks ahead, looks at you, and tilts her head down and pulls over. Quick. That's all she says to you. You dart out of the bus and into the half-residential, half-retail labyrinth. And as you're running, you hear sirens. Fuck, they saw you. Your head swivels around to catch a glance. One car from the checkpoint is headed your way. 
You hope the bus driver doesn't get in trouble, but right now, that's not your problem. You think, first thing you need to do is prevent the vehicle from pursuing you. So, off the big streets. You take a second to tighten the messenger bag around your body, and here we go. To your right, you see a walled courtyard for a small two-story apartment. Estimate the wall is eight feet tall. Doable. You turn off the street and run towards the wall, slowly gaining speed. Jump up and plant your foot on the side, then your arms reach up and grab the top. It's a bit of a struggle to pull yourself up, you got some stuff weighing you down, and you're a bit out of practice, but you get up. You hop down onto the other side and keep going for now. You barrel through some dense bushes and vault a few small railings as you traverse the side streets. Soon enough, you're far enough away from the car, with plenty of obstacles in between you and it, that you feel like you can catch a quick breather. <sighs> now you have a choice. Hide it out here for a bit, or figure out a way to your boyfriend's. You still got a decent sense of where you are. The destination should be only about 10 blocks away now, in a diagonal direction. You'll get plenty of time to rest at your boyfriend's place, so you figure you should continue on. As you're about to head on your way, two armored state troopers turn the corner on foot. You remember, you're still pretty close to the checkpoint. One look at you, with your hands on your knees as you pant. The cops know you're out of place. Stop! yells the cop. You're being detained! Fuck. Time to book it. Gonna have to think as you run. Good news is, is that they're in armor. Bad news is, is that you're tired and your outfit is blown. You can change clothes once you get to your boyfriend's, so you decide the best course of action now is to make it hard for two people in armor to follow you. Time to put some obstacles between you and them. You're already mostly out of the retail area, which means it's time to hop some backyard fences. Ferris Bueller's day off shit. You make a sharp left turn behind a car and into someone's yard and up and over their fence. One hand grabs on top, one hand goes to the far side, and you flip your body over. Next few fences are shorter. Regular speed vaults will do. The sound of the clunky tactile boots chasing you gets quieter as you traverse through the yards and zigzagging around blocks. Before you know it, you're on the back street of your partner's place. Only a few more steps and you can see their backyard in the distance. You quick turn your head and look around. From what you can see, you've lost the state troopers. You scurry through four more yards before you reach your target. You let out a sigh of relief. You jog past the side yard towards the front. You probably should use the front door. Before you knock, you take a look inside your messenger bag. You unclip the latch, and inside lies a smushed pile of cupcake crumbs with pink frosting coating the insides of your bag. <sighs> well, at least I made it in one piece, you say out loud. After an exhausting trek, you finally knock on the door. Ooh, it could happen here. Podcast, Robert Evans. Sophie is not here today, so I get to open the episode with atonal grunting because um, she was unable to stop me. Uh, welcome to the podcast that this is, talking about things falling apart, how to, you know, make it not, maybe. Uh, my guest today, well, my my co-host today first is is Garrison Davis. Garrison, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. We have a, a little bit of a fun update. This actually happened last week, but this will be the first episode we're recording since it happened. Um, last week, we put up some um, links to a GoFundMe in a couple of different episodes of Bastards and of It Could Happen Here to try to uh, uh, help a woman named Ruba who lives in Portland um, and is uh, a community activist save her house. Um, when we started the fundraiser, she'd raised about twenty-eight grand to to you know get basically keep her home. 
um, and it's up to the 50 grand she needed. Uh, y'all did that in about three days. Um, so you've 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 kept a woman in her home um, and allowed her and her family to stay where they are. And I'm just extremely grateful to everybody who donated, who shared. Um, it's just uh, awesome. Um, you know, this comes after uh, earlier in this year, y'all funded the Portland Diaper Bank. Um, I just continue to be very impressed with with uh, how how much uh, people who listen to these shows are willing to throw down to help people out. So. Thank you all, uh, and now I'm going to hand it off to Garrison. Garrison, what are we? 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 What are we talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about and discussing two of kind of my favorite practical skill sets that Yay. I've been training for I don't know seven, eight, eight. I think I almost eight years now, um, and. It's yeah, what one of my, one of my favorite interests. It's useful, very practically. It's also useful for fun. We're talking about uh, uh, parkour, which mm-hmm. people may have heard me discuss before, but also just kind of like stealth in general, um, and how to be I kind can... of mindful of your presence among other people. Um, As a big cl- clumsy guy who's worked extensively with you in aggressive situations, I can confirm that your parkour is very. Uh, very effective because you are a fast little son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Very good at getting away from the cops and getting to where you need to be to film things. It was always um, uh, kind of amazing, as frustrating as it was sometimes when you would when you would dart out ahead of everybody. But yeah, can't argue with the results. (laughs) Um, So and to help us kind of uh, talk about parkour and stealth, I have brought on uh, a friend of mine who is the person who mostly uh, taught me um, parkour and stealth. Uh, my friend Rick, who has been teaching parkour for a long time. Um, say hi, Rick. Hi. That, hey, that, Rick. That, that's Rick. Rick is very uh, not super social, so it's, I think it's amazing that I was able to convince him to come on a podcast. Pretty funny. Um, first off, uh, Rick, do you want to kind of just like give your definition of like parkour in general because i know whenever we say parkour everyone just thinks of the office um which i know you find frustrating <laughs> but yeah for people who maybe aren't as into it as us do you want to just give kind of a brief overview of of parkour as like a concept uh parkour is a really annoying concept to actually pin down um but basically speaking it's movement with purpose you are somewhere you want to get somewhere and you're trying to find the best way of doing that. When we're training, we kind of focus on efficiency, safety, speed, and the, the reason behind the movement. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's thinking of it more as like the movement with purpose or like, like intentional movement um, is much better than thinking of it. It's like, like parkour isn't like flips, like flips and that kind of stuff is is more of what we call like um free running it's it's more of like a creative expression it's more of like a kind of kind of like a sport whereas like parkour is more is usually i mean there's always going to be people that are going to fight you on this in the parkour in the parkour community but it's generally parkour is kind of more based on utility so like last last summer at the protests I, i i i used you know parkour in a lot of different ways both to like you know get somewhere specifically or parkour is great as like a recovery tool like if you get pushed over by cops um, parkour can be very useful for like getting up very fast. You know, it's like all, all that kind of more practical side of things. And I, I've used parkour, you know, before I was doing filming at different kind of activism related type things. It's just, a, it's a super useful skill to have. Um, 
And today I wanted to talk talk a bit about like parkour's practical application in, you know, conflict-ish scenarios, but also wanted to touch on stealth um, as, you know, sometimes you don't need parkour. And if you can avoid a scenario where you have to use it would be kind of great. So I've, I've asked Rick to kind of prepare a few things on stealth which then will kind of, you know, bounce off each other and talk, have kind of a gen- general discussion of parkour and stealth in general and how it relates to kind of conflict scenarios. Um, so, Rick, where would you like to start for, you know, a stealth overview? Well, in conflict with other people, there's like three different levels of the conflict. Um, and all of these get trained in different places usually. There's the actual, um like conflict the combat which is more of a martial arts or gun training or weapon training of any kind is what prepares you for that beneath that is the parkour level where you can avoid getting into the conflict in the first place if you can get away from the situation yeah if you're more of an arm's length away then you can create more distance between you and someone that's trying to hurt you yeah. And in 99.9% of conflict situations, that's going to be a better self-defense option than literally any weapon you could carry. Just, yes. Just getting the hell away is always the preferred, the there's, preference. There's, there's a really good comic. Um, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, like a, like a comedy comic of like someone, someone trying to get into like a knife fight and you're just like, nope, I'm running away because yeah. there's no, there's no winner in a knife fight. The only no, way to no. win a knife fight is to be... Oh, far away from someone with a knife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, the, I, again, the only justified situation I can think of to physically getting into a knife fight is like what happened on the Portland Max train when someone else can't get away. Yeah, you're, you're stuck in a space. Them. And the two guys who did that died. They died, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, not that they did the wrong thing. They did the only thing they could, but that's what a knife fight is. Uh, so yeah, lear- being able to get the fuck away is the best self-defense. Yeah, I carry weapons with me wherever i go but i don't want to ever use them my first response is always going to be look for an escape path yeah yep yeah a weapon is only for if you can't get away or if someone else can't get away so pretty much like yeah we're yeah i've always been interested because again i've watched you know garrison hop away from cops over fences where i had to like you know fall over the fence <laughs> essentially because <laughs> yeah. i'm not nearly as good i'm someone who exercises but like number one is it even possible to like learn this stuff without uh, fucking your 33 year old body up a bunch in the process oh yeah um, that's always the thing i'm scared of who is like over 60 and he's good very good He's actually like one of my high, intermediate, low advanced students, honestly. And, and he started when he was like 50. How do you, uh, I mean, like, it, it just seems like injury, I guess, because my, my, my stereotypical view of it is like a bunch of jumping up on buildings and leaping over stuff. Like, yeah, um, it seems like uh, injuries would be a pretty common fact. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of like always been my first concern there. Like, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you train people to do this stuff with a minimum of risk? Well, that's kind of always the focus of my teaching. There certainly are other instructors out there, but like the guy who taught me parkour was basically, this is a Kong vault. This is what Mm -hmm. it looks like. Do it. My training, like I sucked at parkour when I started. So my teaching method has been coming at this as a sort of, 
okay, I'm going to try to break this down into as many pieces as I can, and I'm going to try to keep you completely safe. Um, bumps and bruises do happen when you're training parkour. That's just unavoidable. It's learning how to do walking, but fancy. So you get bruised when you're learning how to walk. You get bruised when you're learning every technique in parkour, but I've been doing it for 14 years now, and I've never broken any of my bones. So okay. if you do it right, you should be able to stay safe when training. You definitely, if you can get someone who's more experienced, getting them to break down steps for you is very useful. Whether that be like a parkour gym in your area, or just like a friend that that's that's been that's been like messing around, trying to like train with somebody is probably the, one of the most important things. Um, is to have someone else there. Both if you like one, like get hurt and need help, but two to kind of prevent to to help prevent that from even happening in the first place. Because there's a lot of like very simple moves that can be introduced in very safe environments. I've, 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 I've been wanting to get Robert down to, to the gym for like over a year now, just to go over like a few basic kind of stuff. That's just really, really useful and pretty in, and like pretty easy. Like we're not, we're, we're not jumping to like, you know, doing like roof topping, right. Where we're like jumping from one roof to another. We're starting by, we're starting by being like, here's like a concrete barricade. What's the safest way of getting over this if you're under pressure, right. It's, it's, it's that kind of stuff that's specifically useful in like conflict scenarios. Right. Cause like, when we're when we're facing in a riot line, I'm not going to be doing like flips and cartwheels to like get over fences. I'm trying to be like, what's the safest, fastest way I can get over this thing while making sure I'm not going to get like shot with a rubber bullet, right? That's kind of it's 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 very different from like what you see on like YouTube, right? YouTube's very like showy. People are like trying to like basically when, what you see on YouTube is people are doing people are doing like a choreographed performance, whereas parkour from a utility standpoint is very different from what you see online. It's improvisation. Yeah, gotta, it's... and that's one of the things that we try to train too when we're training parkour is we just give ourselves an environment and say, "Okay, I'm going now." Yeah, and like do it over and over again and try to figure out what's the best way of getting over this specific path, right? If if you can like make a designed path, be like you know even doing this at like a playground or like any any place with like logs, you know, you can do parkour in the forest and stuff. Be like, I'm just like set this path and experiment with how many ways can I move through this kind of set, set of obstacles. Um, and you can kind of figure out parkour on your own on in, 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 in that kind of way. Cause, cause your body knows what it's going to do. Like, you know, people have been moving like this for thousands and thousands of years. It's only in the past few hundred years where we've like kind of lost this ability or it's like become, it's become less necessary. So like we, we know how to interact with our environment in creative ways. Like we, we, we know how to do this. Um, it's just that, you know, we, the past the, the 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 past few centuries it's been less important and well, i think parkour is really fun because you can kind of rediscover interacting with your environment in these you know kind of more wild ways it's something that we all do as children just yeah. like evolutionarily for some reason as children we do this as play we climb trees and we try mm -hmm. to go over fences uh, just that something in our society has made a shift so that when we become adults, it's suddenly not acceptable for us to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can remember when I was a little kid growing up on the farm, we had a bullpen because we kept the bull away from the cows <laughs> and my, my cousin and I would hop over the fence and we would throw stuff at the bull. And then when it started to charge, we would hop back over the fence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously I'd never do that today because it's mean to throw things at a bull. I was six, but also I couldn't physically hop over the fence that way today. <laughs> but I'm, I'm guessing within like, I don't know, 
even just like a few hours of practice, you could figure out a lot of ways to get. I over could be stuff. back to fucking with bulls, is what you yeah, say. Exactly. You you yeah. you don't need to kiss kiss the bull fucking goodbye. You can we can <laughs> we can go back to this. We could go. I could I could return to tradition. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. What is the degree of this that can be done without, again, like, you know, we have we have a wide variety of income levels that listen to this show. Um, what is the degree of this that can be done without, like, paying for training, you know, that, like, like how is it even possible to, like, start on this kind of thing if you're in reasonable shape, you know, on your own without paying someone? Because that, that seems like a, a recipe for breaking something to me. But, I again, I don't know. I don't know shit. It is very much about knowing yourself and knowing what you're ready for. Uh, mm -hmm. This was something, I mean, I say that I never broke a bone in my training, but there were a couple times I started pushing myself further than I should have. And it would have been really good to have someone there to say, Hey, you're probably not ready for this yet. Let's break this down into little pieces. But if you come at it methodically and you don't, 
endanger yourself too much. What I started out with in parkour is I would just put a piece of tape on the ground and another piece of tape and jump from one piece of tape to the other and went out to parking lots and jumped from just an arbitrary pebble to the curb on the parking lot and found some just railings and learned how to go over those railings safely and gradually just started building up to higher and higher things. You always want to start at ground level when you're training parkour. Don't go up to high places for your first thing. Yeah, but, I think there, there's a lot of like instructional videos on YouTube too that that are not just like showing off. It's actually people trying to like break down movements. So you can like get find a specific video, be like, okay, I want to you know bring this on my phone, go out into like a, a playground, a parking lot. Uh, like a, like a, a wooded area and be like okay this is this is this one vault i'm gonna watch the video and i'm gonna try to replicate it myself that's really the the e kind of easiest cheapest way to kind of break that down without having to you know pay someone tons of money um you know if parkour classes aren't the most expensive thing um so that's mm -hmm. if, if you do have a little bit of disposable income i i i i like parkour classes i did them for a long time but th there was a certain point actually that like I couldn't afford classes anymore, and luckily I've been doing parkour enough at that point that I was able to become an assistant instructor, which means I got like a free I got like a free membership in exchange for you know helping out in classes like a few hours a week. So that's what that's what I did for years when I couldn't afford classes is uh, is just help is help teach, which I mean eventually I got leveled up to being like a full time instructor. Um, so that is kind of the other way is, you know, once you get enough stuff, there are, you know, there's there's ways you can like make friends who know more parkour than you. You can do, you know, outdoor training with them, which can be free. Um, but if, if you do really want like a, like a gym environment, there is there's ways of making classes, not the most expensive thing. Well, but, also, know. there's online groups that schedule meetups yeah. every now and then. So if you can find an online group in your area, you can go to one of their meetups and ask for advice. Not everyone's going to give the best advice. There are some people in the parkour community who are always pushing their boundaries. They'll be in a cast half of the time. Um, <laughs> the the more advanced people, yeah, they they generally. <laughs> so always take advice with a grain of salt. Not everyone knows everything, and no one knows your body as well as you do. So you, you got to keep yourself safe above everything else. You can't get better at parkour if you break both of your legs. Yeah, yeah. that's always. Uh, so a, a couple of questions here. Number one would be, uh, obviously, I don't expect, you know, like somebody's in Michigan or whatever. I don't expect you to know the best parkour instructor there. But if somebody is looking at going the gym route, um, are there kind of some hard and fast rules for determining whether or not these folks know what they're doing? Like, is there any kind of advice you have in terms of picking a gym or is it just kind of like? go into google maps and see uh see where the parkour be that's a little bit tough because um especially since covid there's not many options for parkour gyms out yeah. there um, my best advice would be go and if they let you just watch a class and see what's going on um see, see if... how many people have casts <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah back when i was learning parkour originally we would have basically two people in a cast all the time just really? watching the class yeah i didn't know that <laughs> yeah the guy that i was trying to keep up with the whole time spent three stints in a cast yeah just funny because i've Ooh. never got a serious injury ever i i was i was always more careful in my training but like the most i've gotten is like uh is like you know 
bruises and stuff. I've, 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 and, and I, I got to a relatively high level of, of parkour like a, f- a few but years you ago. You only took classes from me, and but my the, yes, focus was yeah. always on breaking things down and making them accessible and safe. True, true, yeah, yeah. But there is, a, there's definitely people who are more who are more carefree with their body and okay with hurting themselves to do something cool. Yeah, and some people get away with that. So for folks who either don't have the financial means to go to a gym or there's just nothing in their area because, as you've said, there's a plague, um, if people are going to – you've given some advice on, like, how to start trying yourself. Are there any specific online resources you would recommend to folks who are, you know, looking to get on this on their own, dip their toes in, um, you know, YouTube channels or, or, or people who, you know, do good, like, writing breakdowns, anything that you would uh, you would push folks towards? I haven't been up to date on it recently. Um a lot of the videos out there are garbage. Um, what I recommend you look for is you look for, first of all, explanation. Um, second of all, if you can find videos of someone who's training something and they fail to do the move that they're trying to do correctly, and they fail to do the move that they're trying to do correctly, they fail and fail and fail and fail and then succeed. Mm-hmm. That's an honest video. That's one that I would listen to more because they understand the process. The other videos out there are sort of greatest hits compilations, and you don't get to see the whole process that goes into that. So I don't have a lot of sense. I don't have any specific person or channel to recommend, but when you're going out there and looking for resources, just make sure that the person is some understanding into the fact that this is a process of training and it's not just this is how it's done do it now you can do it there is there is a uh there is like a parkour wiki which was like you know parkour.fandom.com that you can you can find like just like lists of all of the moves and they give you very like simple explanations of them and, and they and they link to some videos um and generally like if you, if you just want to learn more about it then that's then that can be a, a good resource just so you're familiar with all the different types of movement but yeah like make sure you take every video with a grain of salt and you know watch other watch other people's explanations and be like oh, okay i kind of like the way this person describes it versus this person because you know everyone teaches differently everyone teaches for, for kind of you know different d- different like body types for different like you know body perf- like performance models um so you know cuz you can't just apply the same thing to everyone cuz everyone's everyone's different but you know, you, the, the the parkour wiki is a decent resource, um, and then you know there's YouTube is especially since the, since the two thousands there's been a plethora of content most of, most of it bad but you know there's lots to at least look for. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right. um, Anything else y'all wanted to get into? Yeah. I wanted to kind of branch off of, like, the parkour discussion into kind of, like, uh, the more kind of stealth-based discussion. Of, of kind of being aware of your presence in relation to other people. And Rick, I, I know you were talking about like the different like levels of stealth. Yeah, so um, you've got the combat training, which prevents you from getting killed or captured in uh, the worst of scenarios. And then yeah. you have parkour that you can use to prevent the combat in the first place. And stealth is what you use to prevent the chase from happening in the first place. It's kind of a tree of, I really don't want to have to fight someone. So I'm going to run away instead. I really don't want to have to run away from someone. So I'm just going to try not to be noticed by them instead. And uh, that's been a lot of what my training in parkour has been focused around is just staying de-escalated as possible with everything. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we, me, and Rick have focused most of our parkour training on on stealth, um, as opposed to being you know super strong or, su- or su- su- super powerful. Um, and stealth's always a really hard concept to talk about because it's kind of like nebulous in nature. Because like stealth isn't being invisible, right? It's it's not it's not being totally unnoticed. Oh. It's want it's 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 wanting to craft the way you're seen in a specific way. Yeah. Um it's always been very difficult for me to explain what stealth is. The most recent definition that I've given for it is that everything that you do, everything that you are gives off a certain amount of noise and a certain type of noise. So the way that you dress, you can dress in a very loud way with a high vis vest day glow colors, um, something that makes you really easy to notice. But if you're in the right environment, that 
might be the right type of noise to be making to blend into a crowd. Like a three-piece suit is also a very loud outfit to wear. But if you're on the streets of New York, that's normal. If you come into a parkour gym wearing a three-piece suit, it's very abnormal. So that's not the right type of noise if you're trying to blend in there. Yeah, a lot of it's about kind of constructing the way people see you based on what environment you're in and and who you're trying to remain undetected from, right? Because I mean, they're like not even necessarily undetected, but just detected in a specific way. Uh, because people eyes pe- people's eyes can glaze over a lot of a lot of stuff if if just like the right puzzle pieces are put into their brain that it's like nothing n- nothing to see here every everything's normal nothing no- nothing to be alerted right because what you're trying to do is prevent someone from being like alerted to your presence that yeah. is kind of the main thing so you can be within someone's sight lines but the way that you're dressed the way that you're moving the way that you hold yourself fails to get their attention their subconscious yeah, the... registers that you're there but it doesn't register consciously to them that you're there it's the the gray man stuff that we were talking about with chelsea which again there's like a very frustrating chuddy dimension to it but the the original idea before it got taken over as an entire fashion aesthetic was if you're prepare if you're if you're going to make yourself prepared for bad sh- situations you don't want to wear a bunch of tactical gear you don't want to be dressed in like 511 no. combat pants you don't want to be carrying like military backpacks and like the cargo pants with the you know like clearly bulging with weaponry you don't want to be open carrying a gun you want to be dressed however is going to least to, to at least set you apart from the crowd and that is as you said going to vary it's not a matter of like wearing all gray or wearing all black um, no. <laughs> if you're in fucking downtown Salt Lake City, you know, a black hoodie and jeans might stand out more than it does if you're in like downtown San Francisco, in which case you're going to look like a million other people. Um, I mean, and, and generally, if you're trying to avoid being seen, I recommend against wearing black basically at, at all times, yeah. um, especially if you're trying to remain like actually invisible at night. You don't mm-hmm. want to wear black because black is usually too dark. Um, you, you you want to wear like darker blues or darker greens. Um, g- g- yeah, g- generally black is, should be avoided. Um, of course, like black block is a whole separate thing because black block yeah. are trying to remain anonymous within a crowd context. But, you yeah. know, in a lot of cases, you don't want to be in black block at protest or you want to be able to switch from black block to what we call like normie block very quickly. So like, you know, quick changes are another kind of form of stealth, um, that you can like practice, like you, you can, you can just practice doing quick changes, like in your apartment, Be like how fast can I get from this outfit to this outfit, mm-hmm. um, in like a small space, right? You can, you can, you can practice these even like outside, uh, but specifically for like black block changing both in and out of is a skill that needs to be practiced. Um, but overall, I think like there's a lot of other ways of being anonymous at a protest besides actually black block. Like there, there's a lot of other kind of methods, like black block is a very specific tactic, but it's not a tactic that needs to get applied all the time. It's 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 very. It's, you should yeah. be mindful that it has a lot of downsides. Um, and based on what you're trying to do, there's a lot of other ways to dress that would maybe be better. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's this. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like angles of it are kind of what we talked about even in like the last week when we were talking about like storing you know food and canning food and like the value of paying attention to the cycle of like what is in stock and what is not stock in stock during what seasons it's kind of the same thing at the value of paying attention to how people dress and how people move and like what is 
a normal way to move about in wherever you live as opposed to like what stands out. Like it, it, there's a lot of value and a lot of self-defense value and just kind of paying attention to people wherever you live and yes. getting an eye for what will stand out and what won't stand out. If you're, if you, if you are someone for whom being able to blend in is something you see value in, you know? Yeah. Um, Rick, do, do, do you have any things kind of on that side of things or any like exercises people can like do to improve their own personal stealth? Yeah. Um, it's very, very situational. You have to sort of study many different environments. The biggest advice that I give people for stealth all the time is um, pay attention. You have mm-hmm. to pay attention to the smallest details when I'm even just moving around my house, like the, the bathroom door lock. Um, when you twist the lock, the button pops out and makes a huge noise. I actually place my thumb over it and deaden the sound as I'm doing it. And I pay attention to the kind of noise that I make in every situation and try to minimize that as much as possible. I pay attention to which parts of my house make noise when you step on them and avoid those places. Um, I, I um, basically just pay attention to every noise that my body makes, that my environment makes as I'm moving through it. Also, you have to pay attention and study other people in different environments. You can go to a grocery store and watch the the body language of the moms who are shopping with their kids, the, the people that normally you wouldn't pay attention to, pay attention to them because they're doing a good job of blending in if yeah. you're not normally paying attention to them. And then try to start mimicking their body language. What I'll do when I go out is I don't directly look at anyone, but I'm paying attention to if I'm being paid attention to and give myself that own, that uh, conscious feedback and say, Hey, I wasn't all that stealthy this time. I kind of stuck out. Yeah. Practicing your peripheral vision is definitely useful for that. I mean, in terms of like exercises, yeah, just going to like parks or other places where there's a lot of people and like, people watching and trying to figure out who does your eyes glaze over the most and what what are they doing to cause that i think one one thing that me and rick have talked about before is like every part of your body points somewhere like every, mm-hmm. whether that be your eyes your nose your chin your arms your hips your chest your hands all of these things point in a direction and if you can figure out which direction you can point them to make people pay less attention to you that's kind of one of the easier models of understanding how to like walk and move in a stealthy manner that i think like out of all the different ways of thinking about it i think that's the way that's helped me the most um it's being like you know if if my head is pointed up and my nose is pointed out and i'm moving my arms around a lot that's people are gonna like like look at me more you know people if, if 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 eye contact is made that is like a failure so you know if your head's pointed down your arms are more slouched they kind of move with your body but that's not super exaggerated and it's not super stiff these are different kind of ways of pointing your body to make you seem more like um introspective um and less external also walking around with um earplugs or like uh like like uh earbuds your phones those are ways people will pay attention looking less at to your you. smart device or... looking at your smartphone yeah one of the back when we uh, back when i took classes with you and, and taught classes we, we, we would we would have like a weekly a weekly games class um where we'd have different you know games and related to parkour and you know stealth would always kind of be something i would try to do and you could survive so long in stealth games by just like 
looking like pretending that you're looking at your phone like not even actually doing it just like walking in like a circle around uh, like walking in a circle around the arena as people are trying to like tag and stuff and if you can just like walk with your head down kind of slowly you can survive a ridiculously long time because people are looking for people that are like running around and being like and being super energetic and if you're not people aren't detecting you as much um another thing to practice would be uh quiet walking which is we kind of mentioned before it's like learning how to move your foot and interact with different surfaces that makes your walking basically silent, which is very fun because you can use this to scare your friends. It's 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 very exciting to 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 like try try to figure out what's what's ways I can hide in my friend's house to like jump scare them or like I can like how close can I get behind someone with with, with without them noticing? There, there'd be times I can just like walk up behind someone and wait like I kid you not like ten minutes before they notice I was there. It's hilarious. Um, I feel so, even better when I can do that to their pets because generally <laughs> the animals are paying more attention to everything. So if you can successfully sneak up on someone's cat, you're doing it right. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, I do really enjoy stealth and I'll be happy to practice it more regularly once the plague is over. Um, if it's over, um, any other kind of stealth notes that you would want to kind of bring up for, if someone's trying to like get into stealth or start, start thinking about detection you know, more often in their everyday life. It's very important that you engage in indirect observations. Yeah, I was like going to bring this up. You, you were talking about how everything points. And one of the things that we subconsciously notice the most is people's eyes. We're kind of programmed to notice eyes. So if you're looking directly at someone, they're probably going to notice that you've noticed them. But if you're using your peripheral vision... Or if instead of watching them, you're watching a reflection of them, or if you're watching their shadow, um, or you're not even looking in their direction, and instead you're tracking them by sound, it makes it so that you have a big one-up on everyone around you. Yeah. In indirect observation is one of the best tools that you can use. Um if you get really clever at it, now this 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 is harder because it actually if if you if you if you do this wrong, people will people will pay more attention to you. But you can get good at it to start using um like your phone camera or even just your phone screen because like your black phone screen is pretty is pretty is is pretty reflective in nature. So you can use this as like a mirror. Um, but yeah, like yeah, using like phone cameras and phone screens as a reflective surface or or just as like a camera. Uh, can be used in indirect observation, but you, you you do have to be careful because if 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 it looks like you're filming somebody, they're gonna pay so much more attention to you. So yeah, yeah, you, 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 you have to be very careful with this method. But it is possible. This is how I kind of this is how I um this is how I like documented different like um Nazis at rallies. If I don't want to be like super obvious that I, that I'm taking a picture of them, there's ways of doing indirect observation with my phone that I can like get pictures of them from certain angles to be like. Okay, so now I now I can put you I, I can add you to my to my folder of Nazis that have showed up. Um, that method you have to be super careful if you're surrounded by potentially hostile people. Yes, um, anyone who's behind you is going to see that your phone camera is on. So it's something that you only want to use if people are on one side of you. Or you know you keep you 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 use your body as a shield for certain for certain like angles. Yeah, you be tricky the hoodie and uh increase your odds of success with that but 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 most often i would recommend against this method especially if you're just starting out because it, it is it is a lot more risky um but when it does work it can come in very handy 
uh, but, but but more often than not, using using like reflections, like windows, mirrors, you know, like car windows, puddles on the ground, shadows, sound, all of these different methods of observing someone without looking directly at them are generally much much safer, um, and they can be very useful for for for, for trying, to, trying to track someone or just be aware of what they're looking at without looking directly at them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of more similar to like what I talked about in like the fictional opening we did for. Stealth is very dependent on what you know is trying to watch you, right? Like, like how you you need to be aware of the ways people are trying to detect you. Of course, this, yeah, if you're this being place, tracked by a canine unit, it's it's very very different than just being be, yeah than being like yeah. chased down on foot, um, or you know, like security cameras. Of course, like online tracking, which we're not we're not really getting into today, but you know, like being aware of where security cameras are mapped out, um, can be can be very useful. Uh, learning to not, learning to figure out where they are without looking d- directly at them can be useful. There's a, a lot of cities have websites that like map out where where all the cameras are. Um, I know there's one for Portland that can like map out all of the cameras in downtown, and then you can like plan like a route through downtown that has no cameras watching. Right? There's there's only there's, there's only very few routes that that actually have that, but but they do exist. Um, so learning to move in ways that make cameras less able to spot you. Um, those, that's definitely another kind of method of learning about stealth and learning about like how surveillance works. Never um, looking directly at the camera, but that's, that's, that's definitely useful, which paying again, attention which, to where they are. Yeah. Which plays into, which plays into indirect observation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this gets more tricky. We know when police are using like thermal drones, uh, this is, it's whole, whole, whole yeah. other side of things that it's very hard to I mean, in the, the infosec side of thing is hard to combat. And it's, yeah, it, yeah. Th- there will be a point in time in which it becomes effectively impossible to there's, monitor for cameras. Yeah. There's like, there's, there's like a hierarchy of worry. Cause yeah, if, cause yeah. if like the NSA wants to find you, they will, but mm-hmm. most often they're not like most often people are dealing with their local law enforcement unit. Most often people are not dealing with the FBI. Most people, people usually aren't dealing with the FBI, CIA, or NSA. If, if they want to find you, they will. But if you can learn to only interact with your surroundings in a way that would only concern your local police department, that's much easier to, that's much easier to kind of combat against. Um, because it's, it's way easier to hide from, you know, your local department than it is from the NSA. (laughs) All right. Um, anything else? I think that pretty much covers yeah, everything. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a sewed. Great. That's a cast that we have potted. Um, all right. Um, we got any, any pluggables here to plug at the end before we, before we roll out? What, me? Yeah. No, no please don't is... find me. Leave me alone. Don't, don't find him. <laughs> this is the do, most do... visible you've ever been. Yeah. So is there any, um, I don't know, a, a fundraiser charity for someone else that you want to highlight? Not currently. No, okay. you, you are. You do try to be. Uh, you do try to be a virtual ninja. Um, All right. Well, I'll plug something. Uh, one of our fans is putting together a graphic novel about the famed anarchist uh, militant of the Spanish Civil War, Buenaventura Duruti. So, if you just go to type Duruti into Kickstarter, you'll find the the graphic novel Kickstarter. Um, check it out. It's cool. Yeah, and I guess the other things I'll, I'll close with is learn to walk quietly, learn to mm-hmm. observe, learn to observe your surroundings, um, 
Keep these practice things with in other mind. people if you can. Practice, practice, mm-hmm. practice with other people. Don't, don't, don't do this alone. It's really useful to have stealth be a collaborative process because stealth isn't yeah. stealth isn't ju- stealth by itself isn't just about you. It's about you and your whole environment. Yeah, um, collaborate with the CVS clerk when you rob the CVS uh, <laughs> stealthily. <laughs> that is that is a different podcast I'm working on. Is 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 that um, how to shop the shoplifting cast? I mean, I'll, yeah, that is something I I, I will pitch very soon. Um, yeah, we have, anyway. we have had trouble getting sponsors for the shoplifting podcast. I will uh-huh. tell you that it is well, difficult. If you could actually get CVS to sponsor that, yeah, <laughs> big shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are giving them a lot of free advertising. If 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 mm-hmm. it does if it does happen, yeah. Anyway, hey, yeah. most people who shoplift also spend. That's true. That is, uh, I mean, one maybe. of the best ways to shoplift is to buy other things in the store. I, I'm see. Yeah, I'm I'm, well, I'm I'm already giving out advice. Um, yeah, that that is how I always shoplifted back when I shoplifted. Yeah, back when I did that t- twenty years ago. That's when I, that's how I did it as well. I feel um, like if Sophie were here, she'd be trying to backpedal right now and stop you guys. No, <sighs> Sophie supports shoplifting. This is a very pro shoplifting podcast. Anyway, that's the podcast. Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.